On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about spring cleaning. The weather's getting warmer and it's time to dust out those houses. I am joined today by my good friend and professional organizer, Casey Ferrazzo. She's going to give us her tips for getting started, getting our garages cleaned, and tell us what it can do to improve our entire mood for the season to come. Welcome to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen, where we help you navigate the challenges of feeding your family and learn about the role food plays in our health and relationships. Feeding and food relationships can be stressful, confusing, and even destructive. I'm Kristen Saxena, a pediatrician and mother of four who's been researching and sharing what I've learned about feeding for over 10 years. In this podcast, I'll share my experience and expertise to help our kids and ourselves with everyday survival tips for real parents. This podcast is about progress, not perfection. So let's get started. Welcome back to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen. I'm your host, Kristen Saxena, and on today's episode, we're gonna be talking about spring cleaning. Yay! I'm here with my friend and cleaning and organizing expert, Casey Ferrazzo. Casey is a professional organizer and a female entrepreneur. She owns her own business called Get Organized Omaha, and I am very, very excited to have you here today to not only coach me, but help our listeners um, that maybe want to do a little bit of spring cleaning this time of year. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, I'm excited to get started. So first things first, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, what does spring cleaning mean to you? That's a really good question because I think people will first think of spring cleaning as, you know, dusting your ceiling fans and moving your chair in your living room and cleaning behind the couch. But I think spring cleaning is different for every person. It kind of depends on where you are in your life. Uh, Maybe your home is super organized and tidy and there's just one little place you have to target or maybe you're a hot mess and (laughs) you're having to kind of tackle it all. So I think it's very different for different people. So I think spring cleaning to me is new season, new time to start all over. We have that time the first of the year. Mm -hmm. They kind of talk, they, there's always they, who is they? Those they, I know. But they. The man, the people. Yeah, the peeps. (laughs) They say that there's three times a year where we can restart, obviously, New Year's, right? Yeah. Spring, and then that kind of like back to school fall the late August, early September, kind of typically breaks into those three. So spring is my favorite restart time. I just love that. I love it because I think I've I've even said that before. It's like I'm kind of a sucker for these like fresh start, new beginnings. And I hadn't thought of spring particularly like that. You know, I agree. I agree. I was always like, I love school starting. I always feel like even though I'm not in school, you get that sense, like all your pencils are new. And then of course, New Year's. Um, I'm not a big resolution person, but I just love that. But uh, that is kind of interesting because I was looking up spring cleaning, like where did this concept come from? Yeah. And it is kind of funny because there's like various traditions from around the world. And obviously when it kind of makes sense, like if you're thinking of the season of spring, like traditionally you're thinking like everyone was holed up in the house and now like you can open the windows and let in the fresh air but even like I want to say like there's a Persian New Year that happens around this time of year and one of the traditions for that was something about like shaking out the house kind of getting like the dust out of the house and same I want to say that as like a Jewish tradition prior to like Passover one of the traditions was 
I think it was even like cleaning out any like leavened bread because that was part of the tradition. And so like getting every crumb. So there, this sort of concept of deep cleaning, I just found that fascinating that I think you're right. There's something inherent with these like certain times of the year, certain parts of, of what's going on that just kind of signal these new beginnings and restart. restart. So I love I that. Yeah. 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 So I think it just really depends on the person, but I think decluttering goes hand in hand with spring cleaning because you can't really get to the cleaning if there's stuff to work around. Right. So, well, and that's kind of what I was thinking, like more, I can't say that I've really done any spring cleaning, but in my defense, it doesn't feel that springy right now in Nebraska. So maybe like the spirit hasn't moved me. Yeah. Let's let's get to April. (laughs) I was just before we started here complaining about how cold I was. It doesn't feel springy today, but I was thinking that like not only in the home but just like sort of this idea of like decluttering in general like I definitely am a person that needs to like purge some things and uh, even recently I think from one of the last times we talked mm-hmm. one of the things that I instituted not a big change is I put a little basket in my closet for the donation the idea of like That's a great. set spot because I was finding like it was always something I was putting off, like, oh, I need to go through this, but feeling like it was something I needed a huge block of time to be like, get the trash bags out and go through all my closet. Whereas if I just, per your recommendation, had this little bucket or little Great. basket, then I can just, you know, that one time where you try on a shirt and you're like, turns out I hate that shirt. Doesn't like, fit right get rid of it. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. And if everyone in your family knows where the spot is too, and in my house, it's just right in the entryway of our garage. And every so often, we'll take it to the donation spot. I love that. Yeah. But also just kind of made me think in general, just this idea of like decluttering, like my email inbox, mm-hmm. uh, unsubscribing to things, decluttering maybe, like I even was giving some thought to just sort of like the family schedule. Like I always feel like once in a while I need to do this sort of like relook at what we're doing because it's easy for sure i think it's so much more than just the physical stuff in your own home i think we're all on this information overload especially with you know we've gone through this pandemic and you know there's a war in our world and the news cycles so i think people need to just take a moment and yeah unsubscribe uh get to your emails and remove emails that are coming in and stop the notifications i think it's a whole it's a decluttering of mentally and not just physically, and that will allow more time to focus on the physical decluttering because, you know, one of the number one things people say is they don't have time. Yeah. Well, what can we do to free up time? One of the big things, social media and yes. the, the time wasters, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. And even along that line, I think looking at like, who are who am I following I think even that can get cluttered up because I find you know you follow this person or join this Facebook group or or whatever and then you find that even that like that messaging is filling up and sort of like maybe it's starting to weed out the things that you're truly interested in or or like just the pictures of your friends kids that Mm -hmm. you want to see or whatever so I love that idea but along that lines too I think and I'm sure you can speak to this maybe more than most anyone, is the idea of how your physical space 
and whether it's tidy and organized, how that affects like sort of your mental functioning and even just mental health. I think everyone I talked to in our initial phone conversation mentions being over overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So I think it does overflow into every other area of your life because you've probably had a busy day at work and you come home and it's just not relaxing and you can't find anything. And if you have a family, it just adds chaos to the entire environment, whether that's you know, trying to find the right clothes for the next day or whatever that looks like. But I think that it just, it's a constant weight that they're carrying. And I think that part of the spring cleaning idea is maybe you don't have time to organize and declutter your entire garage, but at least you can get started. And I think the big thing too is making time, scheduling time to actually take action to get it to happen because yeah. it's you know sitting down with your spouse or whoever is in your home and actually dedicating the time to get to accomplish it yeah so what does is spring cleaning something that you specifically do at your house um I don't or is your house always spring clean well I, I, <laughs> well I mean I think that there's always room for decluttering even in in everyone's home right because it's maintenance and I talk to my clients a lot about that too it's not like you just do this one time and you're good forever I mean you're going to especially if you have children they bring new things into the home and it's a reoccurring cycle but I think to me spring cleaning kind of like you said in the beginning it's yeah letting the fresh air in and doing some of that deep cleaning stuff or maybe really if you're looking to clean your bedroom actually getting everything off the carpet and vacuuming back in those corners that are are a little dustier than you'd like to see them yeah so I think it's just you know you're going to do your regular surface cleaning but this is the time to dig a little deeper but actually involve some decluttering too yeah so like is there one like thing that you're really looking forward to spring cleaning at your own house i think the garage oh yes i want to talk about garages yeah it's this time of year and people are when they think spring cleaning it goes to the outside of the house mm-hmm. too. the landscaping all of the removal of the leaves from last year that haven't been taken away all that it's nice to get everything out of the garage do a sweep yeah <laughs> get the leaf blower out get everything clean so I think the garage it's the weather's starting to get warmer it's harder to do over the winter so if that's an area you can tackle now is the time totally so I actually was so we're actually redoing our garage mm-hmm. uh like in the next couple of months. So I had this in my mind a lot about how do you like organize your garage. Our garage is kind of a mess, Mm -hmm. I would say. And I was reading something and I really thought it resonated in the sense that, I mean, if you live in the type of home that you have a garage, uh, that is like the first thing that you see when you come home. And I feel like garages get neglected a little because it's a place that maybe not a lot of people see so so it might not be the first thing that people would say like I really need to make like feel motivated to make this presentable but you live there every day and usually when you come home you know from a long day of work or errands or whatever you've been up to that day I think it could do a lot for your mentality in terms of 
Like if you're coming to some place that looks like organized and tidy and not chaotic versus like where you're just trying not to like hit stuff with your car because uh, it's stressful planned. right away. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any good tips for people in terms of because I agree and it is like probably one that's at least in my mind, if you're thinking about what's one that might be more fun to clean out mm-hmm. for spring cleaning, at least it's one where you get to like go outside and, you know, I know lots of years, you know, the kids will be, they can play outside usually and you kind of feel like you're getting some fresh air. It's like a more pleasant, I, think I guess. you have a great attitude because ah! in general, most people are I like, I say oh. that now, but at the time it's like, forget <laughs> that. Safe. Garages are on the bottom of people's <laughs> list, so they need to take your positive attitude. Maybe just silver it. lining. Like this will suck, but hey, yes, you'll get we'll some get sunshine. So, so what are your tips for sure. people when it so comes to like tackling that garage? Well, it's a big, it's a big tackle, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think there's a few things. First of all, again, everyone is different. Some people are just kind of tweaking their garage but a lot of people can't park their cars yeah. or car in a garage so again this looks different for different people but like you said this is an instant point of stress when you're not able to even move around in there and you mentioned the kids toys and those types of mm-hmm. things so now is the season where we're going to be outdoors more and you know it's kind of reassessing what's in your home do you need some sort of container perhaps that's in the backyard that like in my house we have just an outdoor I don't know container with the flip lid and that's where the sports balls and that sort of things are so a lot of times people are trying to jam that all into the garage and it's just it's not not ideal so I think um, the other thing is garages become a just a dumping zone yes so really it's just like any home organization project everything is intertwined so you might be intending to organize your garage but you might end up going to your basement and that's okay if you're naturally taken to a different part maybe that's what needs to happen so maybe the root of your problem is that your basement is full or whatever Uh, so maybe that's why your garage is getting uh, too full but Mm -hmm. really it's a matter of any space in the house with the garage you have to take everything out that was actually my question because I remember as a kid that used to be like my method Mm -hmm. for cleaning stuff out but I would lose steam so I feel like I would get like, I'm like, I'm going to take everything off the shelves and out of the drawers. And then, uh, but you know, I, I was never very good at being dedicated to that. But I just remember then I would just lose some steam and be like, well, I need a break. And well, then and it I'm was like, my mom would come that. in and be like, holy <laughs> God, happened what happened here? here? I was like, well, do? I was reorganizing, but you know. <laughs> But I'm then good. I wanted a snack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but I think like I think it's good that you say that because I think you represent the real world. I mean, it's easy to say, oh yeah, just take everything out yeah. on Saturday. But so then in that case, maybe you don't have a whole weekend to dedicate to organizing and cleaning your garage. Then you can work in sections, and maybe yeah. realistically, you're going to have an hour. So then it's just like if I'm organizing someone's kitchen and I don't have time to do it. I'm not going to leave them with a mess from the, <laughs> until the next time I see them. So you can just work in sections so it doesn't become as overwhelming. And maybe you're setting your timer for an, an hour. and But just remove everything in that given spot and put yeah. it into your driveway or whatever space you have in your in your home. 
and might because chances are you can get rid of a lot of it that's what i was gonna ask too do you have any sort of like specific process you recommend because that i think is like the crux of a lot of issues is it's just too much stuff and then I don't know, you don't feel like you have the time or like the mental energy to like go through it on the day to day, but then it just keeps accumulating. So like what, is there like a strategy that you suggest for people when they're like, all right, I'm going to tackle this. I'm ready to do it. Yeah. So first of all, yes, definitely remove everything because if you're, it's just like if you're in your closet and you're going shirt to shirt, it's just not the same as if you put everything on your bed, because first of all, you can see how much you have. And so then you're going to want to categorize it. So if you think of your garage specifically, you're going to want to have zones, you know, your tools, your lawn, lawn and yard stuff, your kids, sports items, whatever that looks like. So while you are emptying, if you can be categorizing and, you know, then there's that big process of sorting and purging. So can Mm -hmm. you discard most of it? Can it be, well, not most of it, but (laughs) some of it, maybe most of it. And can you donate? some of it and does it actually belong in this spot so yeah that's the big chunk of organizing and once you get through that process then you can actually start dedicating zones and then you can do your cleaning and your sweeping too which yeah. is so gratifying <laughs> and like what so what is um is there any particular like way that you then do the cleaning in there i mean are you like a hose out the garage or sweep out the garage or what once let's say you have everything out you've organized it in your piles it's almost time to put everything in mm-hmm. what's what's best practice when, per casey sure. to get well, this garage super clean i'm sure some people will have the but in my when i'm working with clients we'll usually do you know some good sweeping and leaf blower just to make sure all of the all of the yuck is out. Yeah. How about you? What do you do? Uh, well, none yet. Because well, you but have to be that's able to true. The garage. <laughs> I'm asking you so I can figure out what needs to be done. <laughs> no, I would say like looking at our garage right now, like we have a window in our garage, which I guess. Seems like a cool idea, but I mean, I don't know why, because Mm -hmm. it has like these shutters on it and it is just, to me, it's like the cobwebs and like the, the critter bug things that have accumulated in these, and our garage is super tall. So it's like, you can't just like, like get at them. And so to me, that's where it's like, but even to get to the window to clean it off, I would have to move all the crap that's on the ground. Mm -hmm. Like, so it just never happens. Right. So I think that's the time, but it's like, I don't know, you know, we live by the forest. So I just feel like we have all the bugs and cobwebs and leaves, um, just everywhere in every little nook and cranny. So um, I think we definitely need to do that, but I, for our garage, I think it would require like ladders to get up into those corners. That's and, okay. You yeah, can, that you can do that once a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I'm kind of eager to see those go away because I do feel like I see those, and it definitely seems unmanageable mm-hmm. from day to day to be like, well, today is not the day to take care of that. But and again, they are you talk gross. about your scheduling and maybe simplifying your schedule and i think that's the thing a lot of times people getting through the business week it's like we made it and you know it just takes enough to i tell my clients a lot you're not getting to these deeper projects because it just takes a lot to Mm -hmm. do your regular week right without the extras and just getting through the sports practices and work schedule and homework and the whole 
that whole thing. So yeah. it really is being intentional with with your scheduling and your timing and actually carving out that time to to make it happen otherwise it's just going to get pushed away because you totally. can come up with more fun activities than yeah. organizing your garage yeah and it never feels urgent i think mm-hmm. and so it becomes one of those things so i guess that is a question because you talked a lot about like this feeling of overwhelm which i think I can totally relate to and I think it's just a deterrent it's already something you're not looking forward to then you get this sort of sense of just like it's just too overwhelming I can't handle it right now so a lot of it becomes this idea of like making it manageable carving out time so what like what do you as a professional organizer but also a mom Mm -hmm. um, and you know a businesswoman how do you practically carve these things into your life well (laughs) i think that again that word in intentional and having other people on board in the family who are Mm -hmm. you know who is in living in your home i think it can't all be on your shoulders uh, Mm -hmm. so to speak so i think that it's just diving in and starting number one because I always say it's a domino effect so if you're overwhelmed with the whole situation in your house you just have to start somewhere so if you do get started it's going to be a domino effect and it's going to be you're going to see okay I accomplished this and then it's that it's that snowball and a lot of people will complain about well I can't get the other family on board you know just focus on yourself first and I think it is getting everyone involved and doing that nightly reset Mm -hmm. so I think it's taking 20 minutes at the end of the night to make sure everything is situated how you want it to start better the next morning but oh i'm not good at that because it's hard you're tired i'm I'm like so guilty of being like oh that's tomorrow's problem (laughs) well and maybe it is tomorrow's problem for Mm -hmm. you and maybe that in this spring season i don't know if that's a good method (laughs) well but it can be if maybe your thing is maybe you need to start waking up earlier right you know maybe someone needs to wake up like we all hear it but maybe this is your season where you're going to commit to waking up before well i can't do that well then just figure out what works for you but maybe that is resetting in the morning and having your coffee before your kids are awake but uh, but I think the big thing is is just get get getting started and taking action because a lot of people are um, stuffers because it's like we just I don't have time for this right now oh my gosh there's 50 things that my kids brought home from school I'm just stuffing it yeah so it's first of all we have to start new processes to avoid this the stuffing so it's like if you can just take a moment to number one deal with the clutter that you have right now but then it's starting a new rhythm a new practice otherwise you're going to be back right where you were so paperwork is a is a huge thing and um you know just new i guess new um habits that you Mm -hmm. get into to make your mornings and evenings etc flow better so like if you have what is like your number one habit that you would say helps you be successful in staying clean and organized like a specific thing that you do 
regularly if if i was going to try to adopt one habit that was manageable that you think would give me my greatest return on investment for staying organized what would that be <laughs> this is i'm this, listening this is intently. a fun one <laughs> it's pressure uh i think just you're saying in my own life yeah like what are you like this is really like the the one thing i do that probably helps me out the most whether it's has to do with kids papers or in the mm-hmm. kitchen or whatever time blocking I don't know you tell me so I think that I would answer that by saying everything in my home and not like my home is perfect but it's It's pretty I've been there it's pretty tidy (laughs) so I think everything has a a home Mm -hmm. with that said I have two children Mm -hmm. uh, grade school aged kids and it can be we could have our whole house professionally cleaned and then like five hours later it's a scene but I think I can tell when I'm starting to, and I think the last time I talked to you, I don't want my kids not to be able to be kids and I want them to have fun, but I can, I can feel when it's getting chaotic for me and then I need to press pause and have all hands on deck and, um, just reel it in and, and put everything where it needs to go and go through all of the paperwork and you know if there's something you have to fill out for your kids school like take action on it you know you you again yes. they if it's something that can be done in less than a minute or two just do it that i i love that because i think that one sometimes i'm guilty of is it's like oh not right now mm-hmm. not right now and then you end up with this pile of forms or an inbox full of like I always leave it like unread Mm -hmm. when I know I need to do it but then it kind of creates anxiety as you see like oh I had five emails now I have ten because I had to save the five that have a little task for me to do and some of those okay fine like it was a big job and you're like I need to really address it but it's exactly right sometimes it's like just log in and fill out that form yep just take it just if it's do it under two minutes just yeah. press pause and but i think that to answer your question I, there was a very roundabout way but it's like taking that time sometimes just to reset but again involving everyone because then it can actually happen and if everything has a defined home mm-hmm. it's going to be that much easier to make that happen but that's a big deal to make sure that sounds really simple but right. most people don't have a, a specific specific place for their for all of their items in their home right it just on doesn't yeah. work like that you a lot of times I can't tell you the number of people I've talked to that said you know it was just kind of crazy when we moved into our house and nothing ever really truly got a, a home so it just yeah. then how do you pick up and how do your family members know where to go if if there's not a defined space yes well speaking of family so number one is your husband Nick is he as like organized and tidy as you are he is and he's awesome more he he doesn't really care about things so that makes it pretty easy he's like just very simple with his stuff and yeah no he's he's great he um picks up his stuff and he's just he's pretty he's pretty simple is would you say like you both feel like you have the same level like is one of you more tolerant of a mess than the other? Or are you His both like super into that being organized? Don't make a mess. Okay. That This is like our ongoing joke because okay. it, I kind of make fun of him. Well, because I think this is real life. Like couples, mm-hmm. usually there's like one likes it one way, one not so much. So yeah. I think th- it works. We're pretty lucky that we're pretty much on the same page. And again, he just doesn't contribute a lot of 
stuff. So it's, I mean, I probably am a little more particular than, than him, but it's, it's all good. But to your point though, a lot of families that I work with, it's, it's like two bad habits are making it, making it worse. Whereas, you know, it's like they always say, if you're trying to watch what you eat, it's easier if you're partner is on your same page it's the same concept yeah. if you're trying to organize your home it's easier if the person that you're sharing the space with is on your same page yeah too. so a lot of times you do see the opposites and that causes a lot of stress and tension of course mm-hmm. um, but and then like I said earlier a lot of times it's like well if you're both having those bad habits it's like well she's not doing it he's not doing it it's like well just focus on and then let's talk about kids too that was my other question yeah yeah how do you get them to, on board well they're going to um they're going to mirror your habits typically too right if you're not clearing your plate every night yeah, whatever, then yeah. your kids are absorbing that and are going to follow suit sure just modeling it and mm-hmm. i get behind that some but like on the other hand i feel like I mean, my kids would be very, you know, even if I did the dishes every night, which for the, for that matter, they do the dishes every night, but I think they'd be perfectly happy. Like if to leave them in the sink all night. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) So, um, like, I guess, do you, I think you told me before, I believe is your, your daughter pretty organized naturally or maybe not. Yes. I mean, how basically like, how do you get, because you're exactly right. Like you can, you can have this great spring cleaning like all weekend. We're all cleaning. We're taking everything out. We're, you know, getting every little dust bunny and crumb out of every little crevice and corner. We put it all back and you're so happy. But like kids can, they're like fast in like the speed in which they can mess something uh-huh. up. Right. So like you say, it could be a matter of hours and you're like perfect kitchen and almost look like you've done nothing. So like, what strategies do you use with your own kids in terms of uh, the cops are coming yeah. for them? <laughs> the cleaning cops. What strategies do you use with your kids to kind of help them? And I mean, obviously, like you said, like having realistic expectations, I think mm-hmm. for kids is one thing. You have young kids and you want them to be able to live and play and get their toys out and do yes. these things. But living in real life, there's this one end of you that's like a professional organizer and then there's this other and I think there's most kids are inherently a little bit more right comfortable with the chaos oh for sure yeah I think it's again having the when there is a specific specific spot I can't talk today for things that makes the cleanup time that much easier so if we're talking about little kids mm-hmm. you know two three four-year-olds then it's teaching them to pick up after themselves and you know when, when I had kids that age it was like okay well you're ready to go on to the next item let's pick up this item first mm-hmm. or when you have friends over that's when the real chaos oh yeah happens so then it would be I don't know maybe I was the the mean mean parent but it was like okay you need to pick up all this room before you have your snack or before you get to do that type of thing. So I think, again, this all sounds so simple, but most people don't put the practice into place. So, and then I think as your kids get older, it's whatever you're comfortable with, but maybe their room is picked up on a weekly basis and twice a year, you're actually in with them going through and doing that spring cleaning, Mm -hmm. that, that deep dive into it because 
they're not going to to do that. And, and and again, like you said, it depends on your child's personality. My son wants to keep everything. Yeah. But then it's like, well, if everything is kept, then nothing's special. You know, he'll say like, oh, I worked really hard on that. And yes. I know you, you kept, you worked hard on that, but yeah, we can't keep every art yes. do- doodle that you do. So do you like sneak them into the garbage? I hope my kids never listen to this. <laughs> I do that all the time. Well, I like, mean, that's okay. They're Picasso like every day. Uh-huh. And like they come and they show you and I feel so terrible, but it's it's like you said it's like we I mean, my whole house would be full of like watercolors. Right. If yes. I didn't yeah, and you have four kids. Right. And so I would say, like, I am not organized, but I'm a master at sneaking that thing to the bottom of the trash can. I'm like, you know, you put the milk carton on top, and you're like... Well, they're never going to know. <laughs> but I've been busted a few times, but, but, but I, I have gotten better over the years. But it's okay. You can be better. But oh. on the flip side, I, I do like to say, too, that have them be a part of it, and because some clients I work with will want to be secretive about all of it but it's like then you're not teaching them how to yeah be and i'm not saying that no because that is that true like i have done that but i agree like we've had the conversations and my kids do i mean as they've gotten i mean my 13 year old isn't bringing home watercolors either so it's uh-huh. also i think to keep in mind it's a phase of life because i mean unless your kids are really into art and in which case some of those might be worth saving. right oh, of course um, yeah it might be worth something. yeah at that age but like also we have had that conversation and they do understand that you know even when they come home they they were like more into mass production some days you mm-hmm. can tell than they were maybe into quality and so it's like oh these are so great and sometimes i'll the other trick i'll use or maybe not trick but i'm like let's take a picture of your favorite one so we can keep it forever because where would we put all these papers and that seems to at least to be a, a benefit I think of the digital age is they're like yeah that makes sense yes you know we've got this like keep forever photo of this amazing painting of the fish you did mm-hmm. but there's just no way like you, you know your room's full you know whatever your little cubby's full we can't keep these papers forever so and I think the the kids paperwork in general is and again, again, everyone is different, but so often I'll see cardboard boxes just with hundreds of sheets of paper. Yes. But then again, that becomes an overwhelming task. So mm-hmm. if on a daily basis, it's the same thing with physical mail that comes in the mailbox. If you can have the touch it once rule, if it's trash, don't even bring it in your house, put it in the recycling bin on the way in. It's the same thing with kids' paperwork. If it's a little, you know, I don't know, grammar worksheet that is great and you looked at it, but if you can immediately recycle it or toss it, it's like, then it's, then it's never going to be extra, extra work for you to go through again. Yes. But then the process that I will teach my clients or do in my own home is it's like, okay, you will have the stack of papers that you do decide to keep. And then maybe at that winter break and at summer break, you can kind of go through and reassess what are the permanent keepers so it's like if you can have that basket for the middle stage and then some sort of container for the permanent keepsakes stage I think that's the way to handle that flow of paperwork coming in I like this touch it once Mm -hmm. philosophy can you expand on that a little bit because I do feel like that's something I need to yeah, so Integrate. paperwork <laughs> is the most time-consuming part of the organizing process, but oftentimes it's the most critical part because that's what 
stops us from being able to focus on our work because our office is a disaster or the kitchen command center is such a scene it just Mm -hmm. like you said it in the beginning it just keeps that weight on your shoulders so it's like if you can touch it once um so you get a wedding invitation Mm -hmm. in the mail and so that's something you have to take action on but then what i mean by touch it once is okay so that's something that you know you need to talk to shakara about or whatever so um it goes into the spot where that to do action is but But how do i not leave it there how do you not leave it in like that's to me that's the problem you know Mm -hmm. then it's like oh and then later you're like oh gosh I didn't respond to that because it was okay you know I meant to and then I put it here we're gonna respond and then all of a sudden somebody's like are you coming to my wedding and you're like oh yeah I never sent that back right so again (laughs) that's a great (laughs) (laughs) that's me so that's a good question again like we're talking because people can preach and throw out all these Mm -hmm. things but we're talking real life here so again that is one of those less than two minute things so initially when you get that party invite mm-hmm. you can put it on your ca- calendar like for me that's on my, my phone yes I, I use my phone calendar but then if we're having a minimal amount of items that are in your to-do basket then it's going to be so much more attainable yes. um, so that's the other thing is people keep most people keep way too much paper mm-hmm. so why are we keeping all of this paper what is it how is that serving us so I think you need to really examine what paper you're keeping and also maybe opting out of having it come to you anyway Mm -hmm. so really what what paperwork do you need tax tax information um, yeah certain important forms but paperwork in general is most often not needed and yet we're keeping it and we feel this need need to keep it Um, I don't even own a printer so oh really (laughs) yeah I do not own a printer there's like once or twice a year I have to print something and uh, my in-laws are super sweet and I will (laughs) say can you print this for me but yeah Yeah. I don't I don't I don't need one and it probably like is intentional because you're like now then I'm not yeah creating more paper in my life yeah I don't want the paper so I guess like how many things are you really getting that need attention I'm guessing you as a mom of four most of the things that need attention are probably kids school items Mm -hmm. like you need to but again most of those do come through like online fortunately anymore a lot of the stuff is just fortunately I think but right yeah and if you know if you have a coupon bin and it's like okay touch it once because you have this gap yeah whatever and then it goes I gave up your, on those too because oh, that yeah. one was causing me problems and I finally just said and I still have to catch myself once in a while because I'll see stuff and I'll be like oh that's a really good deal but 99.9% of the time I would find those things expired like six months later and it was like this is just not worth cluttering it. my life and that's great life. because you're mm-hmm. knowing how you work and <laughs> and you're being realistic and it's like yeah just let it just let it go but if that is you and you that's important to you then it's getting it where it needs to be the first the first time and it's like gift cards have a gift card bag or yeah box or whatever or just a designated spot for that or um but yeah the paperwork in general it piles up in our kitchens and it's like oh well you know that's my reference sheet for my um 
vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Well, do you really need that? People think they need it, but chances are, you know, just in case usually means never. Right. So that's another, you know, most of these things you're accessible online. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that's a good reminder too, is you save all those like manuals for mm-hmm. every appliance you get for some reason. And, uh, I mean all that stuff. First of all, I don't think I've ever, like if my refrigerator breaks weren't, I'm not going to be using the manual exactly. to fix it. I don't I mean, know what kudos the, to you. The thought, if you yeah, are. if you are, but to me, if you are capable, you probably don't even need the manual, right? So I feel like a like that is probably available online, yeah. and that is true because when stuff has broken, I never find the manual. You like no. Google like whatever, like Maytag refrigerator, yeah. like door is falling off. Or and if it's in this corner of your basement, it's like, oh yeah, I know the exact spot. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah. Just get rid of it. No, yeah. no way. That or like, you know, that hopefully the handy person that you've mm-hmm. hired. Yes. No, <laughs> no then you didn't. They're probably also, I've never had one ask me for the book. Yeah. So I think that's a good point. Um, okay. So kind of my final question uh-huh. kind of still goes back to this idea. Um, of just this overwhelm and sort of getting started. So I know you work with a lot of clients. A lot of people might have the, the one, you know, little angel on their shoulder that's like, this is springtime, we're gonna get this place cleaned up. But then there's this other idea that's like, where do I start? And I know, like on the one hand, you'd probably say, you know, what's bothering you the most? Start For there. Sure. But I assume that there's some people that are just it like, it all bothers me. It all bothers me. Mm-hmm. In your experience, for most people, like what what's maybe the best place to start or how do, how do they make that decision? Yeah, I love that question. I think kitchens and bedroom closets okay. are two kind of like you talked about the garage, but um, the kitchen is where we clearly spend a lot of time but then the your closet is where you start your day and if mm. your clothes are chaos and that just kind of is how you can start your day in that chaotic mode so I think that's a wonderful place to start is in your with your with your clothes yeah I love that idea because I think like you said it really just has a lot to do with the everyday things that you do and definitely what do you do every day you get up and you get dressed and you eat yeah. Right. So I think knowing that those are like two things I do every day. And so even if I can make those processes smoother, feel better, mm-hmm. make me feel like my life is less of a mess. Like, I think that that can trickle down to everything else. Everything else. And I think along with the closets, I think it goes with your um, bathroom as well. Oh. Um, just uh, all of the products and that feels so great too in this time of year if you can be in your bathroom and go through all of the cosmetics and hair products and a lot of especially women like to try new products and it's like oh well I use that twice but then I spent you know $40 on that so I don't want to get even rid though of I it. hate it and I never use it yeah, but yeah it's time to just call it call it be done with it or you know oh my friend might want it nope just just, just let it, get rid just of let it. it go. So I think the bathroom is a great place to tie into the bedroom too, and just wipe out the drawers and get the the gunk from the <laughs> from yeah. the makeup and all of that. So oh yeah, I love it. Okay, so and then finally, uh, let's make sure that everyone also incorporates the idea of uh, it's okay to get professional help with this. Mm-hmm. So if it's feeling overwhelming, um, if you'd like some support or just a little hand holding, um, a little direction when you're jumping into this, 
especially if you're in the Omaha area. Yeah. Casey at Get Organized Omaha is an excellent resource. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Um, email or message through Facebook or Instagram or um, people can text message me uh, to information online. Okay. And your website is? Just getorganizedomaha.com. Excellent. Thank highly, you. highly recommend. Thank you. Uh, my, my most organized friend. <laughs> <laughs> and so I hope all your spring cleaning goes swimmingly. I hope it's warming up wherever you are. And thanks again for joining us for another episode of Feeding the Family. We'll see you next week for another great episode. Bye.